Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 85, the Derek Mason of Sodes. That's a layup. Yeah. Oh, easy. I mean, this is like, this one's without question. This one's without debate right here. Uh, the the uh, two-time Pro Bowl selection, his 6,114 receiving yards are tops in the Titans era of franchise history. Uh, so, and I mean, I think that's a record that's very breakable for AJ Brown, as long as he can stay healthy and on this team, <laughs> um, which, you know, I think as long as he continues to play well, the Titans will pay him. Uh, the, the other notable uh, potential eight. So number 85 could have been the Nate Washington of Sodes. Yeah, that's another, a good one. Another very solid, but you know, he spent half of his time in Pittsburgh. So that one's, that one's tough, but hey, Nate he, Washington. He, 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 He's in the thousand yard club for the Titans, the the very exclusive yeah. one thousand yard receiving club. As we talk about all the time on this podcast, wide receivers and Tennessee Titans usually don't mix. So when they do, they are it is awesome. And both Derek Mason, and Nate Washington are two of the best. And uh, Nate Washington, a guy that we uh, we want to try and get on this this podcast uh, yeah, very soon. Definitely. So we'll continue to work on that. Um, got a lot to talk about this week, guys. I don't know if you heard or not. But the Tennessee Titans freaking beat the Buffalo Bills. Monday Night Football. If you didn't watch, what the hell are you doing listening to this podcast? Because every Titans fan should have been watching that game. Some of which were at the game. Cough, cough, Jack Gentry. Cough. I was at the game. Uh, you know, it was it was a fun time. It was one of the best home atmospheres that I've been to. Well, how that? Well, I was going to say, how's that for a tease? But you pretty much just gave the entire take right there. No, uh, no. No, but we'll hear more about Jack and his... his uh, his game. We're also going to talk about Derrick Henry. I mean, I don't know why we wouldn't, but like you have to talk about Derrick Henry, especially after the game that he put up against the NFL's second best rushing defense. Okay. And first overall defense, pretty, pretty good night for the King. I'd say also the Titans defense. What, what, who was that out there? <laughs> <laughs> In, like, and Kevin Byard, my man, is going off. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about A.J. Brown's flu game. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, let me see what else we got. Uh, oh, Titans Music City Miracle Part 2. Yeah, I think we all remember that play. And, uh, yeah, got so much to get into. And then we'll be talking to a man. We've talked about getting on this podcast for a very, very long time. And it's a good thing we don't live stream this podcast because you would probably see Jack's full-fledged boner right now. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably know who we're getting on this week's show. Zach Mettenberger, a.k.a. The Met Show, the Met show a.k.a. Jack's. Like, I'm sure Jack has, like, somehow has, like, uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, posters of Zach Mettenberger. Up in an there. alternate universe, Zach Mettenberger wins the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. In an alternate universe? You mean like in an alternate universe where everything went the exact opposite of what actually transpired? 
Austin. He's a no, guest on the podcast. He's a guest on. I know that was not, we, that was on, not fair. That was not fair. Look, he is a guest, so I will. I'm going to be on my best behavior. Definitely going to ask him about uh, getting uh, the whole selfie incident before the Texans game. Yeah, but that was bad. Other than that, I will be on my best behavior. Uh, he's going to join us later, and we're going to talk about just literally everything with him. Uh, but before we get into this week, so let's first get a word from the Trenches Gallery. The Trenches Gallery, the coolest spot in Nashville. It's located off Buchanan Street, 906 Buchanan Street in Nashville. The best part about it is it's owned and operated by Christian and Keith Fulton. Yes, Christian Fulton, the Titans' best cornerback. It's an, yeah. art, it's an art gallery with the latest fashion trends. They've got shirts, shoes, pants, hats, paintings. I was in there today. They've got a basketball up there. Uh, they have a basketball goal on the side of the building. They have all the hottest brands in fashion, including Paper Planes, Cashville, Vape, and Supreme. Uh, they got Love Sushi in there as well. I saw some of that today. They create all sorts of new and cool clothing designs through their one-of-a-kind design lab located in the back of the shop. You have to see it. When you're in there, look straight back. They've got an awesome design lab with people constantly working. They've got interns from TSU coming in, learning about the business. It's a really cool setup, and it's the only place like it in Nashville. If you can't stop by in person, shop online where you can check out their impressive inventory at thetrenchesshop.com. You can also find them on Instagram where you need to be following them at the Trenches Gallery where you can view all of their new items so you can get yours before they run out. Go check them out at the Trenches Gallery on Instagram or online at thetrenchesshop.com. And now let me tell you about something that you can find at the Trenches Gallery. Elite water. All right. You know what else you could uh, like, like what else it would be better than elite water. If you want water, you got to make it elite. Okay. And we're not, again, we're not talking about Joe Flacco elite. No, you know that, that, that word has like almost become a meme online to like things that aren't elite. Like people call elite, AKA Joe Flacco. No, no, no. This is like the actual definition of the word elite. Elite water is based in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is water sourced from natural springs in Mount Palomar all the way out in California. This is organic water that does not contain all of the man-made additives that you'll find in some of those other water brands. You know the ones I'm talking about. Ugh, cough. But rhymes with Bassani cough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the elite brand is all about bettering yourself and putting yourself and your body in a position to where you can accomplish anything. All right. If you believe it, you can achieve it. As long as you got some elite water on your side, order yours now at elitewater.co. That's elitewater.co or swing by the trenches to pick up a fresh case. You can also find them on Instagram at elitewater one. All right, look, why would you not try this stuff out? You're already drinking bottled water. Why not get bottled water that's elite? Be yourself, be elite, drink elite water. With that all said, let's talk tight. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is October 20th, 2021. One day before my birthday, not to brag. Last Ooh. night, the Tennessee Titans did what many of us probably didn't expect. A team that lost to the Jets took care of business against one of the AFC's best. 
the Buffalo Bills. And speaking of Jets, they say nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Well, nobody feels sad Southwest Airlines home from BNA quite like the Buffalo Bills either. BNA isn't just an airport code. It also stands for Bills in Nashville are awful. Okay. Much like that joke. <laughs> Mafia mount up? No, no, no. Hell no. More like Mafia tighten up. Because Monday night, we saw the Titans decked out in their all navy blue uniforms pull off the goal line stand heard around the world. We haven't seen Bills get wrecked by blue outfits like that since Clinton. Both cases <laughs> came down to a couple of inches and ended with someone taking knees. All right? Before the Bills finished. And speaking of our nation's capital, in a touching tribute, to the late, great Colin Powell, Derrick Henry ran it right up the Bill's anus. <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but even the former Secretary of Defense couldn't have stopped the King on Monday night. If Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, then the Tennessee Titans own the Bills. Monday night, last season, Tuesday night football, Music City Miracle, it doesn't matter. The Titans are the Bills' daddy. And to all the Bills fans, have a nice trip. See you next fall one yard short on fourth and goal. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, see, the city of Buffalo had to be reeling because of all their HVAC workers that took the weekend off. I mean, everyone who, you know, was, is working on toilets and oh, air yeah. conditioning up there, that they were all in Nashville this weekend. And you know what? This is what I said walking into the stadium. I said, the Bills fans are going to probably, you know, person person for person, pound for pound, they may be a little louder than Titans fans because Titans fans on a Monday, they're coming off work going to the game. The Bills fans had the weekend off. They were all, they were lubricated and ready to roll. And they were very loud. I was in the stadium. It was a fun time. I'm telling you, man, that environment was as good as I've seen in a long time it's in recent memory that that could be tops i know there's been some great games the eagles game at home the chiefs game um the ravens game where derrick henry's won in overtime but that just the way the game played out where it truly was so back and forth the whole time you didn't there was never a moment where you were like man th this team's gonna run away with it um and then all the way up to the goal line stand at the end it had all you wanted and the, look the bills fans were came in and got rowdy um, it, it was a really fun time, huge win. I mean, I don't think a whole lot of people, uh, many people in the national media gave the Titans much of a shot at all. I, I mean, you see on Monday night countdown where the bills are picked to win by two scores uh, a bunch of the time. And you know, the Titans came out and made a statement that defense, if you like, if you're able to keep a bills team under 35, which look 35 is a lot of points in the NFL. Sure. But you have the offense to, to match that, if not go a little higher. And we saw the Titans defense bend, but not break. And really, really kind of pun intended, I guess, tighten up in the red zone. Yeah. And we saw, you know, battled battle through injuries and illnesses. A.J. Brown was poisoned by Chipotle on an inside job. Right. Yeah. Yeah, look, I and I think you make some I'm, I think you make some great points. The the. I. I think I think you're you're not wrong in saying it is one of the best Titans home games of I'll say of the Tannehill era. Fair, recent, yeah, 
very like, recent like, memory yeah right because and and i think a large part of that is we didn't know what to expect going into this game we didn't know if we were going to get the arizona cardinal titans the new york jet titans or if we're going to get the seattle seahawk titans or, or, or somewhere any, in between somewhere in between and i would say this was the best performance top to bottom that you got from the titans all season and the bills have a very very potent offense they have one of the best offenses in the afc you could argue maybe even in the nfl yeah their defense is the best defense in the nfl they, they had have, the number one offense and the number one defense heading into this game they had averaged or they had only given up 12 points per game coming into Monday night. The Titans scored 17 in the first half, right? That well, they I guess they scored 17 in both halves. So they scored put up 34 points on the number one defense in the NFL. That's insanely impressive. The, this is a Bills defense that had already pitched two shutouts. The rest of the entire NFL combined had one shutout. Okay. So the, this Bills defense, it, it should not go overlooked how good they are. This is the second best rush defense in the entire NFL. That's how they're and built on the defensive end of the ball. They are built up front and they have they, seven guys who can rotate in there and do it. Right. And their offense is good too. Don't let, let's not, let's not like write off their offense, but, but you're right. No way. Yeah. The, this, the, they're having, they are, they were four and one going into this game because of that defense and how good they were. Hell they shut down the chiefs and their prolific offense. They held the Chiefs to what, like 13 points or something? It was they made Mahomes look silly, turning them over, just uncharacteristic mistakes right. out of Mahomes that uh, is forced by just a a, a frenzy, a frenzy defensive game plan and attack. And, and the Titans were able to fend them off. The they, Titans they were, were able to, to fend them off. You're right. And and then on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know what defense that was. Like that was I I I'd almost forgotten what a defense looks like because it had been so long. And that's not to say the Titans defense hasn't played well this year. The Titans defense has played very well this year. I've never I haven't seen a Titans defense look that good since oh my gosh, probably probably two seasons ago. It was I'll I'll say this. I don't think they looked particularly great. But in the moments, in the in the gotta have it moments, they had I, it the whole night. They, they they had their breakdowns in communication, which yeah. I think I think it's and just the, we've gotten to the point where we have to come to expect those. Which sucks you, because you, that, that, it, that hurts so bad. Those it does big suck. Plays. It does suck. Cole Beasley being socially distanced for the first time in his life, <laughs> uh, like in the end zone, just ridiculous. Uh, and like that, I get okay. Josh Allen uh, finally uh, threw uh, a shot to Cole Beasley. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> but th 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 there was still some of the same problems popping up. The Bills were yeah. seven of thirteen on third downs, and, and, right. and the, the, but, but the defense they, they bent and didn't break. Like, and, I keep that, and that. that's that's a key point against an offense as good as the Bills. You have to know you're going to give up big plays. You're you're going to do it next week against the Chiefs. The Titans are going to give up big big plays. Oh, with but, the way that secondary looks right now, they'll give up a few of them. What matters the most is the bend don't break. They got into the red zone and they stalled out a number of times. They they had to put up two field goals early in the game to give the Titans after the Derrick Henry run an uh, early lead. Uh, late in the game, the very end of the game, Josh Allen rushes, tries to rush for the first down, doesn't get it, comes up inches short, and then they stop him on a goal line stand, which big Jeff Simmons on that play. If you watch back that play, that entire goal line stop – Josh Allen, you could say Josh Allen slipped. Josh Allen slipped because Jeff Simmons blew that play up. Not mm -hmm. only did he blow up the, the guard, uh, Dawkins, whoever the heck he is. Shout out Chris, Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard, what a fool. <laughs> the, but uh, but he, 
he blew him up and then pushed him back into Josh Allen, causing Josh Allen to slip. That was just phenomenal all around by big Jeff Simmons. Love to see that. And then Jack, I got to, I got to point out while we're talking about the defense, which we're, we're going to get into uh, AJ Brown's fluke game, Derrick Henry and some more, but while we're talking about the defense, Jack Harold Landry is there are two guys I'd like to point out on this defense, both Harold Landry and Kevin Byron. Yes. Those are the, those are the two. Those are the two. Harold Landry is just, he's insane. He is going off this year. This guy is a, a man who has 32 pressures, which is good uh, good for third best in the NFL. Woo. He has six and a half sacks. Keep in mind, this is a defense that had 19 total sacks last year. He has six and a half through, what, five, uh, five games? No, six games. Through six, six games. games, he has six and a half sacks, Okay. Uh, that's tied for third in the NFL. He has 13 quarterback hits. That's tied for fourth in the NFL. And he has seven tackles for a loss, tied for fifth in the NFL. Our guy, Harold Landry, is blowing things up, and he's ranking himself among the best in the game on the defensive line. And that is exactly what this team needed. And sure, that, that's not to knock, like, Jeff Simmons, Bud Dupree. There are reasons he's getting freed up, which is fine. He's taking advantage of it, and I'd love to see it. Austin, Harold Landry is going to get the bag thrown at him this offseason. And you know what makes it even better is he's an edge rusher. And so many of these edge rushers across the league, they aren't playing every snap. Harold Landry played 66 or 76 of 77 snaps. He played 99% of the snaps. And he still comes with the same energy each play. He doesn't get tired. And he wants to be out there. the, the, The Titans fans are like, can we give this guy a break? Can we give him some rest to maybe maximize what he can do, uh, you know, from a, a play-to-play standpoint? He doesn't want that. No. He wants to be out there every single play, and he is. And he and he, 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 he causes a major disruption. He's having a breakout year. He deserves everything that he's going to get this offseason. But Kevin Byard is freaking back. He, that guy is – Kevin up, Byard. He's back to the same opportunistic guy that he was a few years ago. Uh, where he led, this, led the league. This in feels like all pro Kevin Byard a couple seasons ago. And we talked about it a little bit last year or last week. We, we we mentioned his name. Now his name deserves even more mention. Back to Deion Sanders not knowing who he is level of Kevin Byard performance out there. The mayor of Murfreesboro. What about this defense, though, against mobile quarterbacks? And that's what makes Josh out. That's what takes him over the top, right? His arm yeah. talent, insane, off the charts. Yes. But what makes him, you know, that MVP candidate? is what he can do with his legs. The Titans, he, he ran the ball nine times, only for 26 yards. That's less than three yards a carry. Yeah. The Titans bottled him up on the ground and, and didn't allow big plays, you know, for Josh Allen and his legs. And that's a key to the, they've been doing They've been doing solid w- with that. And that's what they, ever since they beat Baltimore last year in the regular season and even in the playoffs before that, it, mobile quarterbacks don't get going against the Titans defense. No. Why? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they've, They've got a, an explosive front four now, which is different. But even in years past when they didn't have the talent, they didn't have Bud, Bud Dupree, they didn't have Danico Autry, um, they were still able to bottle up mobile quarterbacks. And that's a big – when you look across the league now, you're seeing more and more quarterbacks that can move. Mahomes can scamper. Yeah. Allen, Lamar Jackson, all of these guys you're going to have to play against in the playoffs. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield can, can get around. Um, yeah. All these guys you're probably going to have to play against in, in the playoffs. And it just so happens to be a weird strength of this defense. Right. I love it. Outside of Kyler Murray, which Kyler Murray, I would say that yeah. they contained pretty well. They just couldn't get him down. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
They just, was, he, he just ran was, around in the in the in the backfield forever, and then and then would find someone open. The, like, the, it's not like they didn't have guys back there against Kyler Murray. It's that he would run circles around. It, that's the thing, right? Right. But every other, you're right. They, they this team, I, I I'm almost not scared when they play a dual threat quarterback, yeah. knowing that they whatever it is, Vrabel's game plan, whatever it they they strategize well against those guys and they do awesome i mean lamar jackson outside of that that long touchdown run in the playoffs last year you could say he's never done anything against the titans no. uh, with his legs a big point in the game last night we're on victory tuesday right now you'll be listening to this victory wednesday um a, a big turning point for me the bills were up 3-0 with the ball and driving yeah they go up 10 nothing there and the Titans, it's, they're pretty deflated. That crowd Nissan quiet. Stadium gets quiet. Yes. Yeah. So they held them to three. And that felt like a big win for the Titans at the time. You stay within one score, a touchdown, you take the lead. And then, boom, Derrick Henry takes the yes. wind out of the Bill cells. Oh. I'm glad you brought him up because if you weren't, I was about to. Like, I am, I've, I'm like, I've been chomping at the bit. Six yards to the casa. Look, dude. Oh my gosh. When Jack starts speaking Spanish, that's when, you know, things are getting real in this podcast. Okay. Derrick Henry did take it to El Casa, which is Spanish for the Casa. And Derrick Henry on that run reached a top speed of 21.8 miles per hour. Okay. That is the fastest speed reached by a ball carrier this season. Ball carrier, not running back ball carrier. Anyone who had the ball in the hand. That gets Derrick you a $150 ticket. That gets you a $150 ticket in a school zone. It, it really does. He, my, my man is speeding in a school zone. It's the fastest run of Henry's career, even faster than that 94-yard uh, run against the Texans last season. I think we all remember that one where he, uh, he ended up, he started down the middle of the field and ended up down the sideline, just outran everyone. This was faster than that. My man is getting, he's, he's finding new levels, all right? He's just playing phenomenal. All right, like if you think, oh, he's big, he's bad, oh, like he's proving everyone wrong with everything he does this season. People say, oh, he doesn't catch the ball enough. He's he's like, he's like that's the most the improved in, like, part of his game. Catches. Yeah, he's catching the ball great. He's 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 uh, his, his receiving yards are off the charts uh, for at least compared to what it, what they've been. And uh, and then and then you say, oh, well, he's not that fast. He's just big. Oh yeah, he's not that fast. He's the fastest player in the NFL this season based off of that that speed. Okay. Derrick Henry has five games with 140 plus yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Five. He has five of those. Emmett Smith, the NFL's all-time leading rusher for a career, only had two. Mm. Eric Dickerson, 2,000 yard rusher, most in an NFL season, had four. Ladanian Tomlinson had five. So Derek's tied with LT. And Marshall Falk had three. All right, let's keep going with these fun. I love fun with numbers with Derrick Henry. Yeah, okay. Just, just fun to share, okay? Derrick Henry's last five games, 35 carries, buck 82, three touchdowns. 28 carries, 112 yards. 33 carries, 157 yards, one touchdown. 29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns. And 20 carries, 143 yards, and three touchdowns. I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep going. Derrick Henry is leading the rushing race by 260 yards. My man could sit out next season. I mean, next week and still probably have the lead in rushing. He could take a week off if he wants. Okay. What about this guys with 750 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns in their first six games of the season in 
all of NFL history. Derrick Henry in 2021, Eric Dickerson in 1983, and Jim Brown in 1958. Derrick Henry, Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown. Like we said last week on this podcast, this man is doing things that we have never seen before in football. He is he is not just He's not just the best running back. He might be the best running back of all time when I, things are all said and done. I'm ready. I'm ready to have that discussion. Now he's still he's he's still got a ways to go, obviously. And but 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 I mean, he's he's seriously. I mean, we are seriously in a position where it looks like Derrick Henry is going to hit 2K again, barring any setbacks, any injuries, which God sure. forbid, you know, knock on wood. God forbid, knock knock so hard on wood. I am knocking on anything that is. But I mean, he's on pace to do this again. I know. It doesn't, I know. Is it just me, or when you look at Derrick Henry on the sideline, when you when they show him on TV, when he's on the jumbotron, he has a different look in his eye. It's almost like an uh, an extra determined, like he like he feels he's been disrespected, and he feels like he's not getting the notoriety that he deserves. Well, and, and, and he's not getting honesty, talked about in these big conversations. In and all honesty, everything and then some. He should feel that way. Honestly, he should feel that way because he's not being talked about enough. I saw the NFL tweet out a graphic. Who do you think should be the NFL MVP? Uh, who do you think the NFL is the NFL MVP right now? And it had, it had, uh, you know, it had like Josh Allen on the picture. It had Patrick Mahomes. It had Tom Brady on the photo and uh, one other uh, quarterback. No sight of, of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry like is not getting any respect because of the position he plays now. Real quick, one more fun fact about Derrick Henry. My man has three games with 125 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. He has three of those over his last five games. Disgusting. No no other player on an active roster has three games with 125 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns over the course of their entire careers. Okay? not Again, he's not just the best running back currently in the nfl he might be the best running back in history he is marching his way that route and uh i i love uh at uh at des bryant des caught it uh he he sure heck caught this uh take he says he tweeted last night derrick henry is the <laughs> player the player we all created whenever we was younger on madden that's, that's a thousand percent that, true. That's facts, Des Bryant. You're speaking I, truth. I, I mean, laugh he, when I watch Derrick Henry on TV at just how big he is. I laugh. I audibly laugh. I'm you like, know what people say? Way you, too big. You, you know what people say that pisses me the hell off is, oh, he, he only has these crazy numbers because of the workload. There isn't another running back that could handle this workload. No, he, you're there right. There isn't anyone else in the league who can do what he does. Nick, Nick Chubb's Chubb. missing time already. He, he he was just announced today that he's gonna he's gonna he's ruled out for Thursday night's game for the Browns. So, so last, like last week we talked about where Derrick Henry stood in the MVP race and heading into this game, you know, we we were pissed because he was he had the same odds as Teddy Bridgewater and right. Derek Carr. Just absurd. So after last night's performance, after Monday night's performance, the big win. Everyone Which is good. gets a chance to see him on national TV and now. Yes, that's the important thing is, is doing it on national TV in Derrick front of the Henry's, entire country. Derrick Henry's MVP odds shot up from plus 6,500 to plus 2,500. That's a 4,000-point jump. Okay. And now he he's sitting by himself at 2,500, but he's still behind Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. All right. I mean, that, that's I, nine that makes guys. sense. 
It's better. At least he's not like a, a one notch above Jameis Winston anymore, yes. like he was yeah. last week. That was pathetic. But go, names like that will drop off as the season goes on. You know, there's not going to be nine guys, quarterbacks that are no. Two. One of those guys will have uh, a you know off weeks, and then they'll, they'll looks slowly like, drop off. It, it, this it, same thing happened last year, where in my opinion, Derek, it came down to Derrick Henry until the final week of the season. Uh, no and I don't want to pay too much. He, I don't want to pay too much votes. attention to where the MVP odds stack up after the sixth week of the season. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a full body of work that they need to see. Derrick Henry's not winning this award in all likelihood unless he runs for 2,000 yards again. And even then, people are still going to say, oh, well, Dak Prescott, 14-3, and or whatever the Cowboys finish up. Kyler Murray as well. Josh Allen even so, too. Um, But the win against Josh Allen in primetime, they go head-to-head, and who's the best player on the field? Derrick freaking Henry. People took notice of that. Right. Right. No, I think that's a great point. And it's the same thing. It's it, just like last season. Uh, the Titans absolutely shut down Josh Allen. Uh, granted, not near as much as they did last season, but they they shut down Josh Allen again. Uh, for Was it really shutting him down? Well, not, not as bad as last year. Last year, they actually shut him down. Yes. Uh, this Tuesday year is more of football. keeping keeping up with him. And they, they did this, that. Yeah. So. I guess do we do we go to the goal line now really quickly? Well, wait before we move on from Derrick Henry. I just I never thought this take. Um, I well, first of all, I never thought I'd read this take last night, and I definitely did not think I would read this take from this person. But the very first person, you know how we talked about last week, Titans fans got to make some noise for Derrick Henry. Slide into people's comments, slide into their mentions, make people change their mind on Derrick Henry in the MVP race. We finally we flipped one. We flipped a, got uh, a, guy? a talking head. We've we flipped one. We have got ladies and gentlemen, we got him. A a big head, a talking media head. Uh you could say DK Metcalf's biggest enemy, Mr. Et Shannon Sharp, has tweeted last night. Are we sure Derrick Henry isn't the NFL MVP? Question mark. Now I know it's not a statement, but just the fact that he's asking the question. And then he hashtagged it Monday night football, hashtag Bills Titans. Uh, now, he did hashtag it Monday night football, night spelled N-I-T-E. Sorry, so slang. Probably not getting as many clicks on that hashtag yeah. <laughs> than we would have if he actually would have spelled it correctly. But, you know, hey, look, it's here nor there. This is this is a win for Derrick Henry deserves MVP. Uh, and he's race. a big guy to have on our side now. So now, so Shannon Sharp is one of us, one yeah. of us, one, one of, of us. us. One of us. But Derrick Henry factored into the decision for the for the Bills to go go for it late in the game there. Now, it, it's the right move analytically, but the Titans had scored on six consecutive possessions ahead of that, four touchdowns and two field goals. If Derrick Henry wasn't completely dominating that defense, the Bills maybe would have played for overtime. Yeah, kicked the Derrick Henry goal. not only impacts the offensive side of the ball, but he also impacts what the other team's offense does. It's it's there's nothing like it. And on a, on a night where Tannehill was not crisp, was was a little shaky, especially early. Derrick Henry put the team on his back, though. And got the Titans yeah. a big win. The, and my man went full Greg Jennings without that's question. A, you know, it's it's hard to beat a team two times, and that's kind of been a tr- the, the trouble for the Titans lately. You know, last year it was they beat the Ravens once and then lost to him in the playoffs. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's kind of been a bugaboo. It's been tough for them to do, but it's not impossible. This same, the Bills and the Titans, they have history. The Jaguars in that 99 season, they beat the Jaguars uh, right. two times in you're one right. season. Why it's all right. It's that? right, though. Rob Johnson uh, sacked in the end zone by Javon Curse. 
Um, but but yeah, he, so Derrick Henry, I mean, the, the impact that he has, not only on the Titans offense, but in the game itself. No, but showed up. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Music City Miracle because, uh, and speaking of Shannon Sharp being one of us, one of us, one of us, I think Mike Vrabel might very well be one of us, one of us, one of us, because him running a quote unquote music city oh, miracle, a so beautiful throwback on a punt return was phenomenal. And I know, look, it wasn't even close to being a backwards pass, <laughs> it wasn't. but part of me wonders if like <laughs> they drew it up that way. Part of me wonders if Rabel was like, it was an hey, intentional forward lateral. Let's intentionally forward lateral this just to troll the hell out of the Buffalo Bills. Cause it that opened up that, that really deep wound again, didn't it? It and, really and, did. And the Bills fans were very excited that it got called back. But at the same time, I was laughing in my seat. I, I, I was, was like, cracking oh my up. God. I can't believe they did that again. That's like, that, that's bullying almost. That is such, that is Vrabel. That is literally bullying by Vrabel. And we all know like Vrabel is the schoolyard bully of NFL. Yes. <laughs> that was a great moment too. Man, I, there there was just so many elements of that game that, that are, are were rare and they all happened at the same time, same place against a really good team, probably what most consider you know, aside from the Cardinals, the best team in the league, and even including the Cardinals. Part of me got flashbacks to the Tuesday night game last year. You know, just, I mean, same uniforms, everything. Like, it just, it and it it it, it felt, it, it felt good. And I loved that at no point in the game did I ever think that the Titans were out of the game. Like, no. there was no, there wasn't a moment that I was like, oh, the Titans are going to lose this game. Like, I, the whole game, I was like, the Titans have a shot at this game. And which is, which is, again, going into the game, I shouldn't have felt that way. Because no. the Bills were so much better than the Titans coming into the game. But the Titans proved under Mike Vrabel. Look, under Mike Vrabel, you're going to get bad games. You're going to get Jets performances. You're going to get Arizona Cardinals performances. But then you're also going to get gritty as hell performances. Where they just grind their teeth and they pull out wins that they have no business pulling out. And that is the Mike Vrabel way. You live and die by it. All right? Like I And I'm, I would much rather... Live and die by that than than whatever the hell Mike Malarkey was doing before Vrabel got here. You know, like I'm just like there's a lot of people very frustrated and rightly so at times with Mike Vrabel, but there it's games like that is the reason he is this team's head coach. People before the game were asking, you, you, you know, being a Titans fan, you get asked, "Hey, do the Titans win tonight? They have a shot." I'm like, you know what? It would kind of be the most Titans thing ever. Yes. To come out and win this football. Lose to the after Jets. After losing to the Jets the two Bills. weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. And they did it. it and it's every year something like I think, this happens. I think every Titans fan, or at least the diehards, expected that. I think that, like, we, like, okay, yeah, this would make sense if the Titans lost to the Jets, but then two weeks later beat the Bills at home. And they did. And uh, shout out my dad, uh, who I was talking shout to him on the dad. phone right before the game. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, the Bills are really good. And he's like, I think they've got it. And like, my dad's like, kind of like, well, actually, my dad's usually pretty pessimistic. So to hear him say that, I was actually pretty shocked. But I think he's like all in on this this year's Titans team. And he said, uh, he said, I think they beat the Bills. And I said, you think they beat the Bills? He said, I think they beat the Bills. And I said, all right. And sure enough, shout out Rod, Big Rod, he Big was, Rod, uh, Rod Huff, Rod Good, Huff. He, way to put was, it. Way to put it in the universe. He was right. He was right. So the Titans go from the butt of the joke to the bell of the ball in a matter of two weeks. And now the NFL's back on notice. Derrick Henry's still Derrick Henry, everybody. He's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. AJ Brown, 
What a second half. Seven right. catches in the second half. All mm-hmm. big. Quick yeah. NWI shout out. Great pancake. On NWI had some big catches. And, and AJ Brown had a big block on that. If one. you listen to this podcast, then I know you were looking out for our guy, NWI. He came up big. That was huge. Dude had a night. I love it. I love seeing him come up with big plays and big moments because that just tells me that he is solidifying himself as part of this offense. Um, and yeah, the just uh, freaking overall awesome night. The lights. How were the lights? The lights <sighs> looked cool. You're not going to like it. What they said that they were doing a pregame light show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did. Okay. I just, I thought it would be cooler. Oh, I thought it would oh, be cool. During the game, dur- dur- yeah. They, well, when you tell me you're doing a light show, I'm like, oh hell yeah, like a light <laughs> show. This is gonna be awesome, guys. If there's one dope. thing you may not know about Jack Gentry, I love man, light shows. My man goes off on a light show. A good light show, <laughs> he will lose his. He will lose but, his. Uh, so the, the lights were cool. I mean, they had blue lights and they would turn them on and off during breaks and like you know it, it looked cool, but it wasn't as cool as I thought. One more complaint. Can I complain one more time? Go, go right ahead, dude. This is uh this is the Titan up podcast. Look, uh, so many things went right for the Titans. I'm just going to complain about two things really quick. Sure. This is, that was number one. This is number two. Look, n- no week is perfect. I think, I think we're entitled to keep this team accountable with some so complaints. Every now the, and then. the Titans PA guy, he's going to be the focus for my second. And it's not that I don't like him. Okay. okay sure. First well, of all, this is the he, guy I wanted to win. He was deadliest catch guy before this. Did you know that? I did not know that, but yeah. I, I I do know that he is replacing a legend. Like you never want to yeah. be the guy after no. the guy. The guy and that's who that's why that. I'm not mad at him. Sure, and, and I can't be because he's one of us. Um, one of us. One of us. One, one of, of us. us. One but of us. is that going to be our new Luke Worsham? One of us, maybe. I mean, might might as well be. Um, Luke Worsham. He's just Luke a little Worsham. too chatty for me, you know. He, little too chatty. Oh wait, he's a little tell too me, chatty. I look. I haven't been to a game. Jeez, uh, I can't. It's actually kind of sad. The last time I've been to a game. 20 it might be like 2012 dude like it's been a really last time it's been i mean i've i haven't lived in nashville since 2015 so it's been a long ass time we're gonna get you in that stadium i dude i want to get back so bad but but here's an example he would say oh singletary with not much there and then it's like a five yard gain and i just would like Singletary on the carry for five. Don't. Yeah, right. Like you get that a lot of times with certain high school PA announcers. He's rumbling and stumbling and dumble and bumbling to the short 12 yard line and third down to be rowdy. And, you know, there there was one where he's the Bills settle for three. Great stop Titans defense. And I'm like, okay, let's just say. Uh, Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think that's a fair take. And look, look, it's his, this is his his first year. First year. So he's working uh, through the kinks. He's he's figuring out what works, but I just want to, I want to help him get better. Sure. Sure. And I agree with you there. I actually agree with you. If you're a P in fact, if any PA announcers are listening to this podcast right now, keep it short uh, and simple. Just short and simple. We don't need you to be the color commentator. Okay? No opinions. Like you're you're a PA announcer. Give us the information. Don't give us the don't give us the the razzmatazz to go with it. Yeah, I I want to be able to understand the gravity of the situation and whether or not I should be happy or sad based on the previous play by the inflection in your voice. Let your voice do the work. Let short your, and simple. Look, let if there's one thing you take away from this week's podcast, this is coming let from a guy who's never been a PA guy for anybody. The work. Yeah, neither of us have any experience <laughs> being a PA guy. That should be noted. We probably should have led with that, <laughs> but we're admitting it now. Neither That's it. Everything else was great. Everything else was great. Everything else is great. Everything else is great. I love to hear that. Um, I wish I wish so badly I could have been there. That would have been awesome. Uh, but hey, I love and and I think you know what's even good. What's great for this is I think ESPN takes note. I think everyone else takes note. 
maybe Nashville needs more primetime games. And I love the fact that, look, we knew Bills fans were going better than any fan base in America. We're going to fill Nissan Coliseum. Yes. We knew that. Um, but the fact that, you know, they came in and I'll say this from TV, it sounded like there were a lot of Bills fans there, but late in the game, they kind of quieted down once they realized like it was kind of a, a, a game and Titans fans were hella loud. So I loved, I loved that. And I think I was two rows from the top, two rows from the top of the stadium, okay. one row behind me. And then Jeez. it's the gate. Wow. And- I was in enemy territory. When I say that there were a lot of bills fans, there were a lot of bills fans and they were loud. They yeah. I mean, and they are loud. Like the look, bills fans thing. are good fans. They uh, come bills, in hot. They, they call them the bills mafia for a reason. They are great fans. Uh, but the fact that the Titans got to send them home, that was awesome. And Jack, last week we talked about how uh, in this stretch of four games, if the Titans come come out two and two, I think that's a win. I still agree Great with that start. take. The fact that you get a win off of uh, against the Bills, I was not expecting that. You know, I was thinking maybe you split between the Bills and the Chiefs, and with how bad the Chiefs' defense was, I was thinking maybe that win comes against the Chiefs. But if the Titans can somehow pull off a win against the Chiefs. On on uh, Sunday, that's huge. Then you're then you're two and zero right out the gate in that four game stretch. So. And I know and I know people don't want to hear this, but I had always said the biggest game in this four game stretch is that Colts game. People don't want to hear that, but I you beat the Colts. That. You don't you beat because you want to see where you stack up against the league's best, right? Right. Definitely. But, but if you beat the Colts, that division's pretty much put away. Yeah. No, that's it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, but and the Colts are starting to get a little bit hot. Don't look now, but the Colts are starting to get a little bit hot. You just, but look, Titans, you take care of business. You handle <laughs> what you can control, and you will be fine. The Colts did win, but they also just two weeks ago just completely folded and blew a game against the Ravens. That was funny. Yeah, that was they, they on a one game win streak. Though. I know, and I also hate the Ravens. It's those kind of games where I'm like, who do I root for? I don't want to. I want them both to lose, but you always want to root against the division. I as much as we hate the Ravens, you always want to cheer for them over anyone in our division. Um, yes. just because, uh, for playoff, uh, reasons. Okay. Uh, let's get, let's go ahead and start the show. Let's start the Met show. What do you say? Let's do it. But first let's get a word now from DraftKings. The NBA is back in a DraftKings sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the same with the new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem wants help, call or text the Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Now let's get this back, Matt Burger! Now let's get this back, Matt Burger! 
All right, we're joined now by a guy uh, who I want to say is a is a is a favorite of this podcast. A guy who is a is a favorite by especially one Jack Gentry, That's right. my co-host, uh, is absolutely obsessed with this guy. Might be his favorite quarterback in Tennessee Titans history. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not, and I'm not even, that's not even hyperbole like the Jack for the amount that Jack loves. And I hope I'm not embarrassing Jack right now. No but way. Jack gets like, Jack has to awkwardly adjust his pants okay. every time this man's name is brought up in conversation. He is uh number seven in your playbooks, but number one in this podcast hearts, he is Zach freaking Mettenberger. And I'm pretty sure I got that middle name, right? Met freaking is the middle name. Yeah, 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 that's on the birth certificate, and if, and Jack's not embarrassed. I'm pretty embarrassed for him, man. Yeah, he kind of he kind of put me on blast there, didn't he? You, you could have picked well, a much better player. I mean, of all things, Look, gosh, for me, all so, that for me. So Zach, I gotta give you a, like backstory. So I nowadays in the NFL, quarterbacks can you know have all this personality that you know the stuff that you were doing back then and getting in trouble for it. Versus we have now guys like Baker Mayfield, Gardner oh, Minshew yeah. with the mustache. I mean, you did you threw in the selfies, the the hair, everything. <laughs> Why did you get crushed like you did back then when you were doing it? And, and guys like Gardner Minshew are are getting Bud Light sponsors. Dude, finally somebody recognizes it <laughs> <laughs> before um, his time. Yeah, <laughs> but seriously, I'm just. I told my mom this weekend. I was like, "You just had me five years too early." That's what, that's um, what I'm, I'm saying. In today's NFL, you're you're loved. You're a fan favorite. But but back then, you know, you're getting you're getting crushed for doing all these things. It's right. It didn't yeah, make sense I, to me then. I mean, you know, I think just uh, you know the player empowerment movement. You know, all all the different movements just across society. You know, people in power positions that you know. They, they're becoming looser with their mm -hmm. standards, right? You know, for a long time in the NFL, you know, a quarterback, you know, he had to look a certain way and he had to be good. But the look a certain way was more important for a lot of owners and things like that, even as recent as up to a few years ago. Um, and I definitely think, you know, I was in that last little, little phase of that era, you know, rocking the headband and long hair and mustache mm -hmm. for my first interview. <laughs> right. You know, obviously having my little little tidbit with JJ Watt, which I thought was hilarious, but everyone thought I was a dickhead. You know, just <laughs> things like that. You know, I I really uh, I really felt misunderstood and all those things because again, as as people know, you know, I work hard, but I, I like to have fun. You know, it's not worth doing if I can't have fun, and I just have a different interpretation of fun sometimes. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely wish I was playing in the 2021 NFL opposed to 2014 NFL. Do you yeah. look back on any of those things? And I, I don't know, like you don't seem like a guy who regrets being unapologetically himself in these moments where, you know, it's your personality coming through. But do you regret any of the any of the things that went down in Tennessee with not what happened on the field, but what happened, you know, it, it, with press conferences and off the field and all that stuff? You know, not really. Um you know, I always had a, a clean conscience, I guess, you know, because again, it's what your parents teach you, right? All of our parents teach you, be yourself, you know, try to love yourself, all these things. But then, 
a lot of guys in the spotlight athletes, they really can't be their true selves because they're afraid of criticism and things like that. And even myself, man, like I was so nervous. I wasn't even my true self and I was still way out there compared to a bunch of guys. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of those fear and ramifications that, that athletes used to deal with or, you know, look over their shoulder about, you know, it's less of that, that feel now in sports. And I, I think that's, that's the way it should have always been. I mean, my, my, my problem was I idolized Ken Stabler and Joe Namath opposed to Peyton Manning, you know, like that, that was my issue. Um, so, you know, I just, how, maybe I wasn't ready for the NFL. How close were we to getting you in a mink coat on the sidelines? Is that, I, Hey, if I, you know, first big contract for sure, you know, sign $50 million, you guys pay me. Right you guys pay me 40 million a year. Like some of these guys, I can do what I want. And if I, if I'm hurt this game, coach wearing a mink coat, yeah, I'll buy right. your wife one too. So right. Be good. <laughs> would you say, uh, would you say we're safe in saying that uh, Zach Mettenberger walked? So uh, Gardner Minshew could run, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, look, look, it's all right. Be be confident in yourself. Be confident. Yeah, I mean, I'm confident in myself, but okay. like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just glad, you know, there's guys that are able to go out there and wear short shorts and mullets and not get crucified <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. Um, so if I had to be that guy that got shit on for all that stuff for these guys, I mean, cool. You know, I'm still gonna be forgotten in the history books of football, but at least you guys remember me for something. We oh, won't forget you, Zach. Jack Jack will never never like it's it's almost it's almost absurd how um how Jack will swerve out of his lane just to bring you up. In I know what, what happens is I'm a, I'm a Zach Mettenberger defender and that's where I'm going with my next thing. So obviously you know as a starter in the NFL with the Titans, um it was it was a rocky road. But when I look back at, at some of these games, I mean you had a game where you threw for 345 or a couple touchdowns. You it's not like you played bad in all of these games. The defense in all the games you started. Gave up an average of 29.9 points. I did this math just before we got you. I mean, how frustrating is that to be quarter, to, you know, to be playing quarterback, knowing that every time you're on the sideline, the other offense is busy scoring? You know, um, because that's something Tannehill's even dealing with, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's not fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, we, it was definitely there for a while at Tennessee. I mean, yeah, everyone reminds me that I went 0-10 as a starter, and I'm like, dude, we won four games in two and a half years. Like, what the – nobody won. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, we we signed, you know, three linemen on Monday, and they're starting against the Texans' number one defense on Sunday, you know, and I'm a rookie, six-round pick, you know. It's not a one-man job, you know. I'm not Kyler and Mahomes out there. I need I need all 10 of those guys. I need everything <laughs> they got to help my slow ass, you know, execute at a high level. So um, it was tough picking out there, but it's definitely tough playing football, you know, when you're down 14 the whole time, you know, and that's that's kind of how we were there for those, those two years I was there. So are wins a quarterback stat? Would you say that's fair to judge a quarterback by his win-loss record as a starter? You know, it's – it's uh, Kind of, you know, kind of, because like, you know, you look at fourth quarter comebacks, you know, things like that, for sure. Like that's quarterback driven. But when it comes to, you know, wins, 
look, Joe Namath threw more picks and he threw touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, and he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he had a lot of games where he threw four picks, one touchdown. They won, you know, 13-10. He got a win in his stat book, right? But he played like crap. So, you know, it's kind of kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a lot better to to have the W uh associated with your name than the L. So it's always it's always a good stat to keep. Uh, all right, so I wanna I'd, I'd be remiss if I did not bring up probably, arguably the most famous uh, selfie in Titans history. Dak, um, <laughs> so uh, before a game, uh, I believe it's the Texans game. Uh, you're in the locker room, just you know, just going, you know, probably in between pregame warmups and everything, right before taking the field. Bust out the phone, take a little photo of yourself. You're looking cute that day. Might delete later. You never know. You you post it and then first of all what did, what kind, did you get any backlash from uh like coaching staff after Dude, after you sent that uh, out I I rolled with this after this whole thing because like ESPN and JJ Watt just kind of took off with it and wanted to make right, me look bad right 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 but look I had a private Snapchat all right I just did my interview where you know the headband mustache interview where I look like McConaughey looking up. Yes, which was Wyatt, awesome. Yes, why it got the picture, the infamous picture, um, Jim. <laughs> but uh, right after that, I just took a selfie and I sent it out to my friends because they just got announced I was starting quarterback. So as a joke, I sent, you know, I'm an NFL starting quarterback. Get some, and I made a goofy face, sent it to my friends. Well, one of my friends' little brother got that. He posted it to the internet, so now oh. I post it to the internet. I'm a schmuck. I'm a oh. you know. And I don't have social media to go out to defend myself. And I'm not one of those guys to do that anyways. Right. I just made, you know, lemonade out of lemons and kind of played the villain role uh, and tried to have fun with it, I guess. It definitely, um, I mean, seriously, dude, that was a that was Wednesday when I took that selfie. And somehow it got blown up and, you know, <laughs> JJ had to tell me I had to worry about football more than taking a selfie. Yeah. And uh, First of all, there's no bigger and and look zach we're we're a team met here all the way it, <laughs> especially when it goes against jj watt there's no bigger doucher in the nfl than jj watt uh especially when it comes to you know like i i i didn't like jj watt's whole like uh holier than thou uh, approach that on that sunday um, but also, and then like later on, when we learned that he knows all of the lyrics to that Fort Minor song on Hard Knocks later on, and <laughs> like that was when it was like, okay, this dude has no right, uh, like talking down to anyone else in the NFL. All right, the the dude is like, uh, the 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 only man that you'll see flipping tires at like eleven thirty at night when everyone else is at home uh, on a football field. Total, total doucher, total like holier than thou. And so, look, I, I think, I think you're, you're not, you, you're not alone, or, or you, we're behind you in that fight against JJ Watt. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, there's no fight against JJ. No, Watt, no, 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 no. There's a fight against JJ Watt, and, and we maybe have, for you. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, well, you can start that non-existent <laughs> fight for me. All right. No, a thousand percent. You can die on that shield in the oh. name of Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> we people are going to be like he died for nothing. Jack and I have grabbed our shields and our pitchforks, and we are marching up that hill to JJ Watt's uh, probably mansion because he's, he's he's made a lot of money in his career. Yeah. Uh, but we and we've got your back. Don't don't you worry about that, Zach. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, don't, <laughs> you don't know, you if worry. anything, if anything, I hope JJ's got 
a nice framed blown up picture in his man cave of him taking the selfie over yeah. my dead oh, body. What a douchebag. Do you think he does? He, I could see him definitely. Have. I, dude, I would have that picture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zach, it, it, it was a good so, I'd be honored if he had that picture. Yeah. If I made his man cave, I'd be honored. Uh, I'll be honest, Zach. I, this is news to me. I did not know that this was, this was a Wednesday photo that was, that just, you know, circulated, you know, the day of all because you were sabotaged online by a friend's little brother. Yeah. Okay. He's right, up, not he's right up there with, with, with JJ Watt for us on our, <laughs> yeah. on our hit list. That, that yeah. Day. I got, I got rid of Snapchat after that. It was, it, it, you know, me and social media is not a great thing anyway. So it's probably for, all for the best. All right, Zach. Um, I don't know how this is going to land, so I'm just going to ask it. Go for it. Have you been back to losers? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love losers. Yeah. Hell yeah! Roll Tide. So roll Tide. So roll explain, <laughs> explain to me what happened there. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a very famous altercation, and you, you know, Bama fans are Bama fans. You're an LSU guy. What went down? Also, also, and let it be known, Zach, not the only Titan to ever get in an altercation at Losers. Nope. Like, oh, that's nice. That's it's probably, almost like a rite of like, passage by, for Tennessee Titans players to get in. Probably into, some uh, dirtbag company I'm associated with that on there. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, it was, it was just like, so there's a guy in the band at Losers that was LSU grad. He's a couple years older, a few years older. Um, so anytime I'd walk in the bar, you know, I'd just give him the deuces and he'd start playing Colin Baton Rouge. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, anyways, Alabama fan didn't like it. He's going through the bar, roll tied this roll tied that oh, he sees me and he stops dead in his tracks. We make eye contact. He goes, roll tide <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like six inches from my face. Sure. And I just look at the guy with a smile. I'm like, all right, buddy, good luck with that. And he like, <laughs> He turned around. I went and talked to, you know, turned my head, talked to the person. And apparently he did like a three, a little 360 move, you know, the little turn around. I'm coming back and he hit me before I could get up. He was like out. He had taken off. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, apparently Lawan came over and was like, hey, what happened? I'm like, hey, this guy just sucker punched me. Well, Lawan goes out there and was like, hey, you know. All of his buddies were like, no, 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 don't you? We're leaving. We're leaving. He's like, oh, I know. I know. I just want to ask him, you know, ask him a question. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. I mean, of course, yeah, we're going to let 6'8", 320-pound Taylor just go ask the guy a question. Well, the guy, he walks up and he goes, hey. Guy looks up from his phone and he popped him right in the mouth, pulled him <laughs> up like a lawn chair and just goes, don't ever touch my friend. And then came back in and finished the song that he was just singing with the band. That's awesome. Um, Definitely, um, definitely a fun night. I mean, it gets even better. So the next day we got called into the office, uh, the facility. We had to meet with the security, the head coach, and the general manager about this. So the <laughs> dude had come and he had called Jim Arts uh, and the Titans, and he was going to try and sue Taylor over this. Well, it circulated, and essentially they were like, look, loser's going to sue you. Zach's going to sue you. It's not going to be good. And the guy just essentially clicked, and that was it. Um, so for the best, that worked out because I think Luan had pending charges up in Michigan at the same. Okay, time. Yes. Uh, so yeah. the good guys won, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're the good guys, but our team <laughs> won that night. <laughs> that's the fifth win in the two years that you were there. That night of losers. Um, that's yeah. That you know, I, I had to ask it. I didn't know, but that's a really good story though. And hey, 
speaking of speaking of LSU, Coach O's gone. What's going on? Don't know. I two years out, two years after a national title, or do you think that's a good move? Yeah. How do you feel? Look, I just you know I I read what everyone else reads. Um, I try to not you know I'm not that alumni. I'm not hitting up. Yeah. You know the people I know there. It's like oh give me all the dirt. Like I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. that guy. Um, but you know I think we can all read between the lines and kind of see that you know somewhere Coach O just kind of got lost. Yeah. Don't know what, why, how, but something's just not, it's not the same there anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. The culture seems a little wonky right now. Um, But, and I mean, then there's all the Darius guy stuff and all the title nine implications, all that other stuff. There's just so much, so much going against them right now. Um, But, you know, I think the ultimate deal is somewhere he just kind of lost lost his guiding light and what got him into coaching football. So, you know, I'm sure we'll see him pop up oh, he'll be back somewhere, somewhere somewhere across yeah. the country. I mean, guy just won a national title. Somebody's going to want to try and get that guy who can't speak English, try to get that magic there. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Um, There's nothing like a head coach who gives a, who gives a yeah, rally speech that you have no idea. And, I mean, and he's, not, he's not, you know, the first head coach to, you know, to enjoy chasing tail, you know. So Ryan like, Kiffin's down in Oxford. I, I went to Ole Miss. I think that's yeah, the, Joey yeah. Freshwater. Guys, I think that's the biggest thing though. Like when you embrace that you are a dirtbag, that you do dirtbag things, like Coach Kiffin. I'm not saying he's a dirtbag, but like he embraces, yeah, guys. I go around and I frolic around. Okay. So what? <laughs> yeah. Coach O kind of being closeted about it. When it, you know, when people are open about it, people are less likely to crucify you. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know. Well, you right. gotta own it. Well, just own it, you know, own it. And, and I I know, saw where uh Coach O is getting in trouble for, you know, inviting his girlfriends, uh plural, uh sons like to practice and letting them like run through reps at practice. This oh. is all reportedly, you know, yeah, you know and allegedly. Dude, if that's like the case, that is that's bad. That's bad, 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 bad. Well, 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 counterpoint, counterpoint. It's next level recruiting. You Ooh, know, he's getting these kids yeah. ready to eventually make their decision at LSU later on down the road. <laughs> oh, is that that's okay. Yeah. Advanced, advanced recruiting. Okay. Right. You know, people aren't looking at that. <laughs> like he's you. working harder. Like, I don't see Saban doing that. You know, I don't have see you guys, Saban inviting six year olds to practice. Have you guys seen Kingpin? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. you know the, the little commercial of Bill Murray and he's sponsoring all these kids and he's getting in touch with their mothers and they're yeah, playing yeah, football yeah. and he gets under center and he goes, Tennessee, Kentucky. <laughs> Do you think Coach O is starting one of those? He's like sponsoring kids and yeah. like that's where all these women are coming from. That's how the kids are getting out onto the football field. Well, if it's something like that, then it's, you know, then it's, it's all closer. honest. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all good. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, yeah, he's like coach. O, the only man like in college football who no one on earth can understand is somehow like three steps ahead of everyone when it comes to the recruiting game. I just, I I've got, I'm, I might be the only one, but I'm, I have mad respect for him. Um, but Zach, I got a, I got a question for you speaking on uh, LSU. Would you say you're the greatest, um, uh, transfer quarterback to LSU in the history of the program? What a specific question. What is that? Two guys? <laughs> one won the Heisman? It answered itself. Are you yeah. sure? Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
I mean, yeah, you, had a good, you had a good time there. 50 50 shot, really. Honestly, I, if you think about it, I think, you know, I think Joe edges me just a little bit. Slightly. Okay. You know, he had more touchdowns in like four games his senior year than I had in two years combined. Yeah. So, yeah, tomato, tomato, honestly. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I think I had more fun though. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I agree with that. I think so. Hell yeah. Too. Hey, right. I would have loved to have seen Zach Mettenberger with a stogie in his mouth. That's after. Fred's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, but if I would have done it in 2012, they would have been like, this guy. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. He doesn't right. take it serious. It this guy, been, oh, look at him. He so, thinks he's Don Corleone. Who is this guy? You know, and, like. What, what's so. funny about it is, you know, you after you finished up in the NFL, you went to uh, you, Spring League AAF. But yeah. in Memphis, you, you know, you won the starting job. You won a game. Singletary promoted you to the starter. Uh, you go down. They bring in Manziel. You and Manziel to me in the same quarterback room seems like just the most fun of all time. What was it like being teammates with Manziel? Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was fine. You know, uh-huh. um, I am a big goofball, but when it gets into like, Hey, we're in the it's football mode. Like, yeah, it's yeah. football. Um, and he's a really good guy, but just in the facility, I, we just had two different mindsets, and that's mm-hmm. where we were was at football all the time, yeah. and it's competitive nature, and we didn't really know each other as much as we'd want, you know. So, like, we were friendly, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, absolutely, I would love to go party with Johnny. The guy looks like he's <laughs> a hell of a time out and yeah. about. So, uh, but we we never got any got to do anything like that, uh, unfortunately. So, and it was Memphis. Like, where where are we gonna go in Memphis? Yeah, there's not, not too many options. Maybe a tin roof <laughs> or Rayfords or something. Hey, but that leads me to my next question. So, you're coaching at Ryan now. You're you're on the coaching staff at Father Ryan. Does that mean have you are you still looking to play quarterback somewhere if an opportunity arises? Maybe in a different league, spring league, whatever it may be. Um, or are you hanging them up? Have you officially announced anything? Ooh. I mean, if someone wants to pay me enough, I'm, you know, I can always throw a football 80 yards yeah. for anyone. So, so uh, you, you'll never retire. Nah, I'll be 62 <laughs> years old. Somebody wants to pay me some money. I'll go out there and play. I love football. that. That's smart. Way that's to go dedication to the game. You know, you know, I mean, you just, uh, if there's an opportunity, of course, I'm going to try and play, you know, I'm still young enough in my mind, you know, I can, you know, my arm does what my mind wants it to do, which is the most important thing playing quarterback. But, uh, you know, I, I think, that ship has sailed. No one's looking for a, a oak tree dinosaur slow guy anymore in football. Um, so I'll just slowly and, and passively phase out to the next side. And that is coaching. And uh, that has started at the high school level um, here in Nashville. And hopefully it leads to, to, you know, hopefully college and NFL down the line. Is that your goal? Uh, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. end of the line, NFL head coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everybody gets into coaching has uh, has a picture of where they want to be, um, you know. And I think the other thing is after you're in it, you can see that you're capable of of doing it as well. Um, so I think you know, obviously, I have a lot to learn. But you know, if I have the opportunity to to go down that path and be a big time head coach somewhere, that would you know that'd be awesome. Um, Zach, uh, I, I first of all thank you so much for for joining us you you're awesome you're the man uh and i i i i, I respect the hell out of you for coming on to a podcast and just doing this even even a titans podcast means the world uh and now i i want to i want to come clean all right 
that there have been in my past, there have been some things that I've said about you that okay. I, uh, that I don't, that I, I would now like to apologize for. Okay. Um, just because I, again, I respect you. I keep him in line as much as I can, Matt. And look, Jack, every time you come up, like I, I get mad at Jack and then he gets mad at me in return, uh, for that. But, uh, August 9th of 2014, um, I, I tweeted, uh, <laughs> I tweeted that the goal in the in this first hashtag Titans preseason game is to make it through the whole game without letting Zach Mettenberger get punched in the face. Mm, that's uh, a low blow. I, it was. I, I agree as well. Hey, that first preseason game, I led game one and drive though. So mm, against Green Bay in the that? rain. And look, <laughs> if old takes exposed was around back then. I would have gotten old takes exposed uh, for that. That would have been a freezing cold take. Um, so I want to apologize for that. I also, and this one's this one's even Ooh. worse. I, I, Give I, me, I want some good stuff. All right. I apologize for this one. All right. Um, uh, July 16th of 2020. Ooh, that was my birthday last year. Oh, oh. Austin, you better. Oh, wow. This is real bad now. <laughs> this is, oh man, am I going to feel like a douche? Uh, even a bigger doucher than uh, JJ Watt. We got your back, Zach. He's he's coming for you. <laughs> Not at this old age. Uh, all right. Um, I I said uh, I guess I said on this podcast that um, we were talking about Ken Wisenhunt, who I think I believe you know fairly well. I do. I said no, no, and again, I'm I've, I'm sorry for this. Zach, but since you, you off, took the time to come onto this podcast, I figured it'd only be right if I also come clean and cleanse I cleanse yourself. Look, yeah, this exactly. is a Catholic church. Right. Absolve um, your sins. Let's go. Zach, I, is, I, Zach is the priest. I'm rubbing my rosary beads as we speak. Zach, I said no father wants his daughter to date a loser, but apparently Ken <laughs> Wisenhunt is the exception. All right. Ja I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zach. I did not. I take it back. I I is, that's a good joke because I mean, uh, there's, there's nothing but facts in that statement. So <laughs> look, I I I wholeheartedly disagree. If I, if I, I would have gone one in ten, I'm not technically a loser, but I went zero oh in ten. So that's I, true. I mean, that's that is true. It's pretty factual that, based statement. Yeah, so. But but people forget that you led that game winning <laughs> drive on the uh, first preseason game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If only it counted. I mean, it it does count technically. It just it counts not right close. here. Counts right here. Guys. Right. Thank you. Yes. Look, Zach. <laughs> mean tweets about Zach Mettenberger. That's Zach, I, I, uh, I, I'm now, I'm, I'm now sitting front row at the Metro. That's I'll say it. I, I've, I, you flipped me just for the fact that you came on this podcast and you, you're as cool as hell. We, I, you flipped me and I'm now, I will now forever be in your corner. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun. You guys are cool. Um, if you ever need me back, let me know. I'm not very knowledgeable, but I'll, I got one or two witty lines. But, uh, you know, hey, and if your followers want to check out yes. my I, I podcast, was going to say, what's yes, get plug your podcast. So it's SECQB from Believe Network. Uh, check it out. It's a very uh, uh, um uninformed approach on sec football <laughs> which is exactly what we are for the for the titans with this and podcast. uh you know we talked sec football we talk quarterback play uh different picks do some dumb stuff have great guests but come check us out that's uh S or sec qb on the believe network got it hey 
I look right there. And there are a lot of SEC fans that listen to this podcast. Uh, a lot of, a lot of Vols fans, unfortunately, but uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of just all around the board SEC fans. So guys go check out Mr. Zach Mettenberger and his podcast. Cause if he's half as funny on this podcast right now at seven o'clock at night, after uh, putting his baby down to bed, uh, just imagine what he's like on his, uh, on his podcast. Uh Dude, Zach, you're the man. I we we appreciate you a lot, and uh, and and yeah, well, obviously Jack does because uh, you can't see it right now. <laughs> yeah, but Jack's Jack's my uh, Austin embarrassed me in front of my secret of admirer. Life. Zach, if you if you if you heard some knocking during the <laughs> oh podcast, it was probably his boner hitting the underside of the desk. That's mm. Christ. Can we end this yeah. already? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. okay. It's okay. You, Thanks it's, for coming on, Zach. We appreciate <laughs> it. Awkwardly get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's a good place to cut it. See y'all later. Thanks, Zach. You're awesome. the man. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Zach Mettenberger. Man, I love that guy. Love hey. that guy. Before we get going into the last bit of this podcast, let me say a quick word about The Ridge. The Ridge is located off Charlotte Avenue and 54th Avenue in Sylvan Park. And let me tell you guys, I say this all the time, they do barbecue right, but not only barbecue. The Ridge is known for its originals on the menu. They've got an award-winning Chicano sandwich. They've got Originator, which is pulled pork brisket or or smoked chicken topped with mac and cheese. Um, with sandwiches like these, it's no surprise that the Ridge lays claim to one of the most unique menus in Nashville, and it's not all barbecue. They've got burgers. They've got catfish. They've got the most scrumptious bologna sandwiches in town, and that bologna sandwich, it's, it's not your regular bologna sandwich. Okay? This, is, this is done up big time. It's a great place to watch a game, too. Nothing goes with football like the Ridge's game day wings. You can even wash them down at their upstairs bar. Their upstairs bar is really cool, really fun place to watch a game. Grab your buds. Go up there. Buy a couple beers. And then if you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you, you'll even receive a 10% discount on your order. 10% off your entire order if you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. This is easy. And this is this is saving money. This is putting money back in your own pocket. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best food. Head to the Ridge this weekend if you want to get out of the house to watch some football with some great food and an adult beverage or two. When you go, because I know you will, don't forget to make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. All right. Before we get into Remember the Titan, let's talk the thing that no one wants to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, we got to talk about it, though. We don't want to add insult to injury. Man. But we're going to start insulting some of these injuries. What is with the Titans deal? <laughs> like, why do they keep... Why do they keep getting injured? Like, I felt like I was watching, uh, like, the seventh installment of Final Destination with that Titans game the other night. <laughs> Every other play, uh, someone was going down with injury. It was, uh, like, uh, it was absurd. Uh, like, uh, part of me, like, I was starting to wonder, like, if I was next. Like, was I going to, like, just being a Titans fan, after they went through every man in the 53 roster not named Derrick Henry, was it, does then they, does it move on to fans? Do then we start to get injured? Am that I would be twist bad. An ankle, stub it, a toe? If that's how it goes, then uh, that's bad news for us. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
a month out of surgery. I can't afford to be injured. You can't afford that, dude. You've you're you're recovering. Maybe that's where it started, dude. Maybe like Oh, did I do this? I no, I'm not oh, look, they sorry. Did I did not me. mean that. They, I did they, not mean that. No, you're saying that they did this to me. I, yes, that's okay. what I'm saying. I love Maybe them the Titans anyway. bug has already worked its way. They start with the podcasters first because there's mm. way too many Titans podcasts out there. Look, I'll be the sacrifice for everyone. I'll fall on that sword. Come on. Please. I can handle it. Please do, because I don't want to get injured. I look, I hope it, it starts and ends with you, to be honest. No offense. I mean, I look, I I, I wish you well, but if well, you we do have a debt, we, we do have that death bet on who dies first. So oh, maybe maybe it, this is did. it comes back to the who did we say? Who I forgot who we said. Well, we bet on each other. Did did I did we say you I was said gonna that, die first? Well, I said that, and then you said that I was gonna die first, and that was our death bet. Oh, that's right. I think yeah. you are going to die before. But really, I don't know what the winner gets. I mean, I guess the winner gets to find a your host well, the a winner podcast gets, by himself. The winner gets to keep living and then bragging rights. Ooh, that's true. Like, Jack, you'd be hard-pressed if you don't think that at your funeral, I'm not going to give a eulogy where I just laugh. Yeah, like that's fair. I, I'm going to do I, a I laughing that. at the I'm, Texan segment at your funeral. All right, I'm we just, can't get too much into the death bet because death sorry, bet is dark. Sorry, we're, yeah, it is here dark we and bad. It, but when we get to the back end of the podcast, we <laughs> things start to go off the rails, and here we are already. Uh, the point is that this Titans win did not come without a cost. No, it didn't. And not. there were six players that went down uh, Monday night. Six, Caleb Farley. Six? Only six? That Caleb, felt like 16. Caleb Farley and Cam Batson are lost for the year. They're done for the season. Jeez. So and the Caleb Titans, Farley, you hate that for a guy, dude. God, don't you really? Because he's he's already had surgery on his other ACL. He's gonna have to get it on this one. He had back problems in the draft. He had a shoulder injury early this season. Uh, I I hope the best for that guy, but his time in, in Nashville is off to a rocky road. It, it and really then is. Cam Batson is is kind of big because behind Chester Rogers, who do you have on special teams? I mean, I guess. Uncle Mason Kinsey can be elevated to play that That's like, true. slot That's true. role, maybe maybe return a punt or two. Um, but to make Farley's injury worse, which it's it's as bad as it gets, really. Chris Jackson also left the game with a foot injury. You know, he, he played a bunch, and but he was he wasn't able to be out there on the final series because he was playing through a foot injury that kept. Yeah, him. and I'll, props to Chris Jackson for when he was out there, he played his ass off. It, you know, he made some mistakes. I'll say this and, about and Chris Jackson: he, he does he, make he, mistakes. He played well. I, I think, for a overall. seventh round pick. Yes. He's been serviceable. He was, he is the Chester Rogers of that defensive secondary. I think like he is like a guy that you did not expect to come up big and somehow yet he, he pops had. up in moments. Yeah. He has moments. And then of course you have Taylor Luan getting stretched off and that now was and scary. That was that really was, scary. And and look, I know, look, this podcast has, has said a number of things about Taylor Luan, good and bad over the la- the course of this season. N- that sucked. I, yeah. and we, we hope he gets well soon because for as, you know, as frustrating as he can be at times, he is still a backbone of this team. And you saw that when he was on the, on the turf, the entire team came out to rot, like wrap around him, check in on how he was doing Derek Henry, instead of like staying in the huddle when he was initially down, Derek walked over to check on him because he knows like both of those dudes are leaders in this team, like it or not, like, De- like, Taylor Lewan is a big voice you, on yeah. this team. You, you, you can have your opinion out, outside, you know, of, you know, us as fans can have our opinions and we do. And I, sure. you know, I have an opinion about him. You have an opinion about him. Everybody Definitely. does. He's polarizing, but you have to acknowledge that he still commands a solid amount of respect in that locker yes. room. Yes. And of and course, of course, he's a crucial piece to this team. 
Yes. The reason why people, I think, you know, have been upset, why we've been upset. I'm not just going to say it's not been us because I'm in, the, I fall in that category. Yeah. He makes a lot of money and he, you know, he, he makes a lot of noise at the same time. Definitely. But and when he goes down him, like that and to get stretchered off, that's a serious moment. And thank God it's, you know, I don't want to make light of a concussion, but when he was immobilized and everything, you start thinking the worst. Right. But without question. You know, he's in concussion protocol. And that was a, that had to have been scary for him. I know I, his wife tweeted how scary of a moment it was. And you just don't want to see that. I don't think any of us thought concussion when he first went down. No. Uh, like I thought we all thought it was much worse. And then, you know, you saw he gave the thumbs up and then the shaka on the way yeah. on the way out. That was an awesome moment. Um, and that was like, okay, all right, that's a good sign. And then when you found out, okay, it's just like he has a movement in all extremities. It's just a concussion. Like you never want to say it's just a concussion unless it's in a situation like that yeah and i agree totally well it, said it very well was just a concussion and um i hope he can get back you know later this season um and because the titans definitely need him and need he him had back. been playing great he had been playing well and uh and you to go back to just how much of an impact he has on this team after the derrick henry 76 yard touchdown run they were on the sidelines chopping, chopping it up and laughing it up and they were mic'd up and it was, that was an awesome moment. And it, it just sucked what ended up eventually happening. So that right yeah. there should tell you just how important this dude is to everyone on this roster. And so that takes us to a position where the Titans are going to have to make a move. They are thin in the secondary. Christian Fulton's on IR. You're without Farley. You may be without Jackson for a period of time. So that's Janoris Jenkins, Elijah Molden, Breon Borders. Um, that's a thin group, and really uh, not um, all that talent. Who am I? Crookshank. 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 Yeah, he he gets in there. He, I mean, he's more of a safety. But oh, you're talking about just strictly corners. Yeah, I, I mean, but you're thin on them, and you need to go make a move uh, right. very soon. You don't have the. And this is not a year where you hold all your draft picks. You cling to your picks. This is you brought in Julio Jones this year. John Robinson knows what he's trying to do. They're trying to win a Super Bowl now. And, well, and you can't and worry I, about a fourth, fifth, whatever it's going to take to give up. You got to go get a corner who can play right now. And I'm not saying you have to go get the best corner in the league. I'm saying you have to get a capable corner, uh, a Desmond King. Right. Where is Desmond King? Desmond King, oh, man. Where is Desmond King? He's with the Texans. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, my, my, our thoughts are I liked him for him. moments. You know, I, mean, I liked he, him, too. He, he did his very first, very first game, he did the scoop and score. If they can find a, a Desmond King, I'm cool with it. But they also got to find – it looks like they have to find a lineman. Ty Sambrello picks the worst time in the entire world to retire. I know. Ty, come on, dude. You, he could have gotten so much playing time uh, with Taylor Lawan going down. But he did, uh, it sounded like he didn't want any playing time. He didn't want any playing time. He just time. liked being a backup too much. And But but so, so now we're looking at young guys like Elijah Molden that are going to have to step up in big roles – we're looking at maybe Dylan Raiden's getting playing time if something else happens. Kendall Lamb's going to be thrust into that role. Yeah. Um, they're thin everywhere. They need a couple bodies. They got to go get them. John Robinson, he's he hadn't been afraid to trade midseason in the past. He's going to have to do it again. Yeah, and um, I it, it you're you're right. They they they're going to have to make a move. And and I like what you said about the Titans needing to go all in because and I think and I think the what. Monday night showed you is that this team is ready to win. Now you just have to make sure all the pieces are in place. And if guys are coming down, you need, you, you not only need guys to fill those shoes, but you need depth as well. If you're going to make a deep run in, in the playoffs. And I think that what Monday night showed you is that this team 
can run with the best of the best in the AFC. And if when healthy and that, and that was with a banged up secondary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make those pieces stronger, solidify that. Look, I will, I will very gladly look at the Rams. Look at the Rams. That is a team that has traded away draft picks that I don't even know if they even have. Like they've been like, they've been literally the, the dumb and dumb and dumb and dumber scene where they just started writing IOUs uh, for everything. That's the, that's what the Rams have done with their draft picks. I we don't have to, all the, way. the Titans don't have to be the Rams. Well, no, 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 but I'm saying, but look, but look at them now. They've got a great they're, roster. They're one of the top teams in the NFC. Yes. So and what a shame like, it would be if being stingy and not giving up a fourth round draft pick is what really costs you at the end and, of the day. And I think, I think what it's something shame. that the Titans like, look, I think right now players and players that can play right now are way more valuable than the what ifs of the draft, especially when it comes to John Robinson's drafting mm-hmm. lately. Okay. Yeah. He's so look in the mirror. Use that, use that draft capital and, and, and spend it. You know how nice it would be to have Stefan Gilmore in two-tone blue right now. Yeah. Do you that, realize that, how nice that would that be? Would have, that's tough for money reasons and, you know, not giving up top assets, but I don't give a damn about assets anymore. I, Titans fans shouldn't. Titans fans like, shouldn't. Like draft draft picks, like keep 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 the big ones. You're one, two, and three. After that, we got to. There's a championship that somebody's going to win this year, and you've yes. got a good enough offense to do it. Don't squander it by by being too stubborn and, and holding by on to the, the draft pick. By the time those draft picks are ready to play and ready to make an impact, windows the field, closed. The window is closed. You're right. Like Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, they only have so long. Mm-hmm. And right now you need to take advantage when they, you know that they can go out and compete with the AFC's best like they did on Monday night against the Bills. Somebody send this to John Robinson. Please. Tell, tell him, we'll, you know what, we'll, 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 we'll do something. We'll, we'll, we'll file, file the paperwork. We'll fly to Denver and go get oh, a we'll corner. Do, Jack and I will do all the paperwork for Bryce you. Bryce Callahan, come on in. That's who I'm, that's who I'm eyeing. Denver's Bryce got Callahan? too many. Denver's got a bunch of corners. Okay. And I think that's the team you go through. Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller would be a big get, and he's only on a one-year deal. But I'm looking to Denver to grab a corner. Let's see if well, it happens. And it was nice that they, you know, they started three and zero. Now they're three and three. Maybe they, saying. maybe they want to bring in, you know, get as many draft picks as Look, they can. Denver, maybe it's start to start. It's time to think about starting to load up for next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys look. It was fun. You had a great September. Season's been downhills ever since you started undefeated. So. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what Vegas gets. And by no fault of, of, of Denver or Teddy Bridgewater, but yeah, you can't give Teddy Bridgewater the same odds to win MVP as Derrick Henry. Also, if John Robinson is listening to this podcast, like if someone actually does send it to him, first of all, I just want to say hi, John. Hey, John. Um, we're big we, fans. We love you. We love you. Love and your pla- your plaid suits. Those yes, things. good suits. Good hair. We love it. Great and you're suit. a great, great singer. Hair. He's a good singer. You remember he, that? He is a very good singer. You know, hey, John, John. Not enough. Look. For as much as we knock you for your drafting abilities, your singing makes up for it. I and you've guess. had some great picks too. But hey, right. John, also, last thing, if there's a couple tickets lying around, I know a couple guys. Oh, That's all I'll yeah. say, John. Look, I know a guy who hasn't been to a game since probably 2012 at the earliest, maybe 2011. Uh, so, all right, just, John, uh, balls in your court, man. Balls in your court, John. We'll do the paperwork. You just give us the tickets. Okay. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, get to uh, remember the Titan before we get out of here. Uh, Jack, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'm excited about mine. I kind of want to go first. Okay, go ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. My remember the Titan played a total of one game for the Titans. 
One game. One game. He caught two passes in that okay. one game. Guess All how right. many yards? Uh, eight. Two yards. What averaged one yard per catch? <laughs> Efficient. This is this man goes by the name of Visante Shienko. You remember him? Yes. Probably. Do you actually? Yeah. He's a journeyman tight end. Yeah, definitely. So he was drafted by the Giants in 03 in the third round. He went to Morgan State, but he's, interestingly enough, he's from Birmingham, England. So this guy's across the pond. Wow. And hey, it, hey uh, good day, mate. <laughs> good day, mate. Cheerio. Uh, hello. Hello. Look, hello. Hey, governor. Hello, chimney sweep. Let's <laughs> do let sorry. we we just in case he's listening, we want we want him to be able to understand without having to use subtitles. Yeah. Visante, V Man. Visante, you is it Italian? Want, I feel like this is an Italian name. Maybe it's time for some tea and crumpets. <laughs> he spent five years with the Vikings, but his first four years in the league came for came with the Giants. That the, um, the, his time with the Vikings is how I remember him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a big fantasy guy, big fantasy guy. Yeah, and he put up some good seasons. I one season he this was his best, no question. He he had eleven touchdowns in two thousand nine. I mean, the guy was a player. The Titans got him. This was the last game he ever played in in the NFL. It came with the Titans. And fun, fun fact, you know, we in the past, we've looked up, you know, Titans. And in this segment, we find that they have a cool reality show on Discovery Channel or, you know, they did something crazy, whatever it may be. <laughs> Visante Shanko is no different. Shanko was a contestant on NBC's show. You remember Minute to Win It? Minute to win it, yes. It's like, could you pull all the tissues out of a tissue box in under so, a minute? Yes, it's, it's weird challenges that you have to complete to ultimately ultimately win the prize money. Right. If anyone like did Young Life back in the day, they were like games you would play at club, like uh, the before like like before bar games. having to sit down for your talk. Yes. Yeah. So when Shanko could not perform the card trick where he had to blow off of a deck of 53 playing cards with one joker at the bottom remaining on the bottle. So you have to blow off all the cards and leave the joker. Oh my gosh. He successfully performed the same trick on NFL network again in less than 30 seconds. So he, he lost the show, but eventually he practiced and he worked at it and he did it on NFL network, which I, uh, you, you want to do it on the show where if you, if you can complete the task, you win the money and not just the show where it's like, okay, I can actually do this. <laughs> So, so maybe he picked the wrong show to complete sure. the task on, but right. he did it. Yeah. And he, he was also a part of um, the towel incident. I'm reading about this now. And, and it, it's where Fox aired a post-game segment following a victory over the Detroit Lions in 2008. Oh, I remember this. You remember where the owner of the Vikings, Ziggy Wilf, he was presenting a game ball to Brad Childress's kid um, who, had a, who, who was in the Marine Corps. Uh, and, and Chianco was shown, he was shown unclothed for a moment before covering himself with a towel. Oh, yeah. And that went on Fox. And it lasted a fifth of a second, it said. Fox had to apologize. And Chianco said he was embarrassed. Uh, but can you imagine Fox, just the editor, just asleep at the wheel? There's a naked man right. in this segment where you're presenting a game ball to a Marine, to your coach's son, who is a Marine. Yeah. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. Visante Shianko, remember the Titan. You saw his his Visante Shianko. You saw his Shianko. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's a, wow. Uh, 
Um, the uh, <laughs> Vasante, I completely forgot he was a Titan, to be honest with you. I'm glad we do this segment because this was like the first time where it was like, actually, like, do you remember the Titan? Like, I remember the player, did not remember that he was a Titan. So that's one a game, one. It, he, it was, it's hard to remember. Vasante Shianko, uh, man, what a dick on that guy. Um, <laughs> my uh, remember the Titan is a guy. You know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but on Monday night, uh, this man, a man with the last name of of George, was thrown up on the Jumbotron and honored, and the stadium went crazy, correct? Yeah, that's right. And you know what, what was so great about it? Is that if the Bills tried to do something like this where they put their best running back of all time on the, t- uh, on the Jumbotron, um, people would probably chant, he's a murderer, or he's a killer, something along those lines. Oh, yeah. But see, see, the Titans, he's a head coach. He's a reputable man in this community. That is. That's right. He hasn't yeah. murdered two people. We talked about it last week. Right. Never and forget think, your sunglasses. Right. And I think, I think as we've learned in the NFL this season, head coaches, like, they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, unless, unless somebody gets your emails. <laughs> then oh, you're in that's trouble. right. Yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. In right, right. Or, or like if they film you at your own bar and grill. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, other than that, right. <laughs> Um, other than that, so yeah, Eddie George, very reputable. Uh, so Eddie George showing up on the Jumbotron last night. He is my remember the Titan. No, wait. Oh, no, sorry. Not Eddie George. I'm talking about Spencer George, <laughs> former American football running back in the National Football League who played with the Tennessee Oilers slash Titans from 1997 to 1999. He played college football for the Rice Owls. Powerhouse. If you want to know, he's from Beaumont, Texas. Uh, He's stood at five foot nine, 202 pounds. Uh, Birthday is actually a a week after mine, October 28th. Um, He'll be, he'll be turning 48 this year. What's your sign? What's your, what's your, uh, I'm a Libra. You're a Libra. Libra. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know do what I look a Libra, like, do I look I, like a Libra? I don't know what a Libra means, but I, I could see, I could see some. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm pretty sure Libra is also, um, is also Spanish for book. So, Oh, El, El Libro. That would be a girl book. If it was Libra. Libro, Libro. Yeah. Libro. I'm a Libro. That's what I am. Forget right. Libra. I'm a Libro. Nice. Uh, if you want to know more about Spencer George, well, you came to the wrong podcast because that's literally the only <laughs> information his Wikipedia page has. He has one sentence. You know, it's bad enough like when they have one section or like one paragraph. Uh, I love like, the guys that you find that just have one sentence on there. Literally one sentence. I saw his name on. So I went to the 1999 roster because that was, you know, the most famous of uh, victories over the Bills. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the 99 season. The year they actually beat the Bills uh, pretty, you know, in a hilarious way. No flags on the field. Uh, Suck on it. Which, speaking of, but going back to the the Music City Miracle Part Two that was attempted on Monday night, I really hope I didn't hear the radio call, but I really hope uh, Mike Keith used that used that time to be like, there are flags on the field. <laughs> I think that would have been awesome. That would have been great. Just play into the fact, um, but but no. Uh, the uh, so I, I went to the 99 team and I and I, I was scrolling the roster and I I saw Spencer George on there and I was like, Spencer George, I forgot about that. The in the very first year as the Tennessee Titans, they had two running backs with the last name of George, which I thought was cool. And I would have thought it was cooler if they were both brothers. Apparently, there's no relation. Mm. Um, 
and one had a much more successful and memorable career than the other. But shout out to all the Spencers out there, you know, shout out, uh, just shout out to Spencer George. He is my remember the Titan this week. Um, Jack, before we get out of here, um, I do want to say one last thing. Um, this week, I, you know how I got, I got the, the Steve McNair, the brand new Steve McNair Jersey yeah. posted it on, you know, to our IG and our Twitter yes. and, um, it's, it's the new version of the Jersey, but it's a Steve McNair Jersey. Yeah. You, I love what, this what happened to it? I feel like something bad happened. No, no, no. Nothing bad happened to it. I wear it all the time. I wear it every game day, except Monday night. I did not oh. put it on Monday night and I thought about it. I thought about putting it on, but I did not. Okay. Cause I was, um, I was pretty sure that you had to wear the Jersey for the Titans to win. And the Titans had a pretty good record outside of the loss to the jets. They have a pretty good record when I wear it. Uh, Cause I got it. I, the first week I wore it was the Seahawks week where they came back from behind and they won. That was a great, great win. So they're the two road. and one with the Jersey. You're two, the Jersey and one with the, two, okay. two. The Jersey is two and one. I didn't put it on last night, but instead I wore a shirt that you've probably seen me wear on this podcast. It's a shirt where it's literally just the front page newspaper of the Tennessean of oh, the, day after, the day after the day after they won the AFC championship against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I, I wore that shirt. And they won. I and I was thinking if, if things were gonna go south, I was like, maybe I should go put the jersey on, but I didn't. And I held the so now I'm like kind of torn. Do I just have two articles of clothing that I should wear during games, or do I go back to the jersey next week? Do I go back to the Tennessee tight? Maybe we put this up as a poll on social or something. Here's what you do because you have to have the right clothes on in the playoffs. Right, and I agree. Well, and and throughout the season to get to the playoffs, I'd argue. Yeah, like the true. Chiefs' week, it's important what I wear next week. Here's what you do, though: you can wear all of that as much as you want, but for the games, like you're playing Houston, the Jags, for the for the games that the, the Titans should win, throw in an extra one just in case, just in case you can't find your other two. Or if your oh, other I two see what in, you're saying. In the just, in the dirty clothes, you know. Yeah, give yourself some options. You know, let's win in a couple different shirts. Okay, and then playoff so time. You, you don't think okay. I should you don't think I should like bolster my record with the jersey. Like the jersey's two and one. You don't think I should wear it for like Texans and Jaguars and like get it up to like four Ooh, and one. No, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's you could do that too. Where let the jersey gets more powerful as the season grows. Let's put it up to a vote. Let's put let's put the poll up uh on social uh when we get a chance. Uh and we'll just we'll just say, what should I wear? The 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 AFC championship Tennessean front page t shirt. Or the Steve McNair jersey. Okay, and, and we, people can put, we can put That's my records. We can put my records. I'm one and zero on the on the Titans, the Tennessee jersey, and so it'll I'm be in, jersey and shirt because I, I don't know that we can fit all this character. Yeah, no, jersey and shirt, and we'll have the records beside them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Uh, and if you want to follow us on social at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, um, give us a follow. It's uh, we we. We post some great content. If you're a Titans fan, you you might as well. You need to be following us because this is look, I I I'm not gonna go the route of this is a special season, especially not this early, but like we're having some fun this season and I, we want you to join along with us. Uh follow my guy Jack on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. He's the man, he's so funny. Uh he's my mm. co-host, he's my partner in crime. Uh he he just I'm hit blushing. his one year anniversary with his girlfriend. 
Um, yeah, yeah. We, you, that's what, if you follow me on Instagram, you get the inside. You two are adorable. You are so, you guys are so cute. And congratulations on that. I want to know when we're getting our anniversary dinner because we've been together way yeah. longer than a year. I'm not yeah, that's gonna, true. I should treat you better, honestly. I need to I, send a present or something. Right. It's like, it's, a, it's almost like you're kind of slacking because we're long distance. Yeah. Do, um, do you prefer earrings or necklaces? Um, I mean, look, diamonds are a girl's best friend. So I'll, I'll take either. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I missed this. You know what I was supposed to speaking of anniversary. What? I missed this. We were talking about the goal line stand earlier. Yeah. It happened almost two years to the day. Did we not charge, mention that? Or did, the we mention that? Stand. did I? Did we mention that in our prep? Did we we talked about this before the, the show. Podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about it before the show. Okay, but we didn't bring it up on, on the actual podcast. No, so that happened October 20th. And Tannehill's, well, I think it was his first start in the NFL. Or not yeah. in the NFL, with, with the Titans. Yes. It was October 20th was the day. That was and, a great win. Obviously, Monday Night Football was the 18th. So, it was- and, and another goal line stand, you could say. I'm just saying, crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening. Look, at, look, we're not saying it's a special season. We're just saying we're having some fun this season. That's all we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow A to Z Sports on all the socials at A to Z Sports. Um, it's always got a lot of great stuff, a lot of great content there, a lot of good informational content, too, when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. Don't want to miss out on any of that. Um, and Jack, uh, you got anything else for the road? Yes, I do. Ooh, oh, waiting for you to ask me that. Oh, okay. All right. I was in Knoxville on Saturday. You know, I oh, went to Ole Miss. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, Jack. 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 Look, look. I just, I, I, I just wanted to just say I had a great time. I had a great Did time. you throw the mustard? No, no, no. Did you throw the golf ball? No. I See, no. That's not me. I would not throw things at the head coach that uh, – we don't want him to go to USC. We don't want him to leave in the Sure. Middle. No, but if it made Tennessee fans look bad, I could very well see you throwing Ooh, as a frame job. the field as possible. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, see, they're arresting people. So even if I did, I can't admit it. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I also left before. That was so happening. in case John Robinson that. and or the authorities are listening to this podcast, uh, it wasn't Jack. Need tickets. Need tickets. I'm innocent. Jack. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, that's all you got. That's all you, you didn't want to rub it in Tennessee Vols fans' faces. No, anymore. look, I had a great time. That, that was a really cool environment. You know, um, they, their oh. light show was better than the Titans. Okay, and that's what I was going to ask. Was their light show on at, a, at Neyland better than a, the Titans? They had a better light show. They had a better light show. <sighs> that's just, I think, and you know what I think that is? And I'm you not know gonna, it hurts to admit that, that for me. That's not a knock at the fine folks at the Titans. We, obviously, you know, we know people well, in the front office. They don't have a 107,000 seat stadium. You know, they don't have the. Well, and it's just the college environment is always going to be it's better raucous. than the NFL environment. And I'll, and I'll, and that's not a knock of the Titans. That's, that's across the board in the NFL. SEC football. Baby. You go to the best NFL stadiums that with the most raucous fans and they won't hold a candle to what you saw at Neyland on Saturday night. It won't hold a mm-hmm. candle to uh freaking uh, a whiteout at happy Valley. It won't hold a candle to death, most- death Valley at night and LSU, yeah. Yeah. Texas A&M I'm saying A&M. like it's you, you won't, it won't, it may, it could potentially hold a candle to like Alabama games. I feel like for as good as Alabama is, their fans kind of suck. I mean, they leave early. They're used to blowouts, which yeah, kind of right. is a blessing and a curse for being, cause you want the full like close game experience. They don't get that a lot. They don't get that. I, yeah. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Alabama fans, but Hey, if there's the any Tennessee experience. fans listening, I was treated well, made a lot of friends in our section. Um, Tennessee people are fine folks. It's just Man. not all of them. <laughs> not the ones that throw stuff onto the field. I'm uh, just shout, shout out to the guy who threw his shout out to the guy who threw his vape pen onto the field. 
I'm not even mad at that guy. Look, the guy gave up vaping. I'll, yeah. Like, if you're going to give up vaping, get thrown the, to the field. In the stop vaping commercials. That should be encouraged. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, like, like, look, it's never encouraged to throw things on the field. But if you're going to throw your vape pen onto the field, that's very much encouraged. Mm -hmm. Throw all your vape pens onto the field. Yeah. I mean, or maybe that's what the, those people were doing, throwing beer cans. They were quitting drinking. They said, maybe. I quit drinking. Oh, well, then, then see, and that could be a good thing, too. We never know. Look, maybe don't be so one, quick. one big intervention in Knoxville. Don't be so quick to judge Tennessee fans, okay? <laughs> maybe they were just giving up all their vices all at once, and it just so happened to be that it had to be the game where Lane Kiffin was coaching and in the game where the officiating was hella bad. No, that, like, that's not it. It was a syn it was synchronized intervention is what happened. Right. Those were it was just by coincidence that it happened <laughs> on that night, okay? Give it up for Tennessee Vols fans because most Tennessee Vols fans are Tennessee Titans fans. So mm -hmm. uh, one of us, one of us, guys. one of us, one of us. All right, Jack, <laughs> let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, go Braves. No, go Dodgers. We're actually recording this early on a Tuesday night. So if any breaking news happens later on Tuesday evening, it's because Jack and I recorded early ahead of the Titans Dodgers NLCS game. Uh, I'm a Dodgers fan like Jim Wyatt. Uh, Jack is a Braves fan. Unlike anyone else. Uh, um, what? This is a Brave City, man. I know, I know. Most people are Braves fans. It's Me and Jim White are the only Dodgers fans. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, anyway, go Dodgers. And uh, all right. With that all said, until I next know. week. Oh God! Oh, oh no! We blew it, dude. You did that. You gave me the head. You gave I'm me the sorry, head. Sorry, I know. I gave you the head nod. That is the cue. Okay. The That's like blaming an offensive lineman on a right. false start when you gave. Right. Me the I'm sorry. Time. I'm sorry. That is on me. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. With all that said. Until next week, tighten, tighten up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to start at 6 and 0 oh, since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a Music City miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the 